Okay, I just had something funny happen. Hold on a second. Funny haha or funny ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, I'll tell you in just a second. Okay. So remember I was telling you about the dinosaur dream? I actually didn't hear that, but yeah. <laughs> Jerry doesn't pay attention in his own show. <laughs> I am I, I, I'm a male and I'm single tasking. And when I'm dealing with chat and getting questions together. No. All right, we'll, I, wait till Nish, we'll wait till Nish gets back, then I'll tell you both. So what have you been up to lately, man? Besides doing the show, what are you up to? N nothing. Just working. Um, You're still working from home mostly? Yeah. Two yeah. days a week. Two days a week. And uh, let's see what else. I've been doing some some sky observations for a while. I do oh, moon, yeah. moon videos. I don't know if you saw my channel. I've got like 80 or 90 moon stuff and oh wow i'll take a look at them uh son i can i film shit that i shouldn't be able to see basically yeah <laughs> yeah are you using some kind of interesting lenses or what do you regular old camera uh nikon p900 yeah yep it's uh you ever hmm? you talk to sean at all sean Gatro. never heard of him never oh you, you never you never seen the shows we know sean Gatro. sean Gatro is the man with the eyes to see dude Check out his channel. His channel is uh, Industrial Surrealism. Yeah. He's he's the one who's documented hundreds of hours of the cloaked uh, the cloud cloaked craft. Oh, well, I'm talking about more things. I meant what I can't see, things that I can't. Okay, that's cool. I will check that out. Um, yeah. The things that I can see that I don't think I should be able to see are like sunspots or mm -hmm. details on the moon, craters, things mm -hmm. like that. I, it's too far away to get that visual clarity but it's not that far away. I don't think so. Yeah. That, that's my uh, conclusion. So one guy, I was talking to this uh, guy one night at a party, and um, he was telling me about one time when he ate mushrooms, and he was, like, looking at the moon, and he could see blades of grass on the moon. Oh, wow. Like, he was Jeez. looking through, like, a little telescope, like, not a powerful one, just, like, a regular one, and you could actually see grass growing on the moon, whatever he thought he was looking at. You know what I mean? He, he said it was the weirdest thing. Like, it was not something he was thinking about or looking for or whatever. He just all of a sudden was like, I see blades of grass on the fucking moon. So, Nish, well, you want to know something great, funny that just happened? Lay it on me. All right. So, remember I was telling you about the weird dinosaur dream? Yes. In the I beginning. Just got, I just, while we were doing the show, I got this email from my sister. That she said, last night I was reading Carter books at bedtime. We read a dinosaur book oh. that... Dad and Joy got for him. It had a little wheel you could turn to make stars twinkle. Amongst, amongst the stars was a shooting star. Carter asked what it was, and I told him shooting stars are special, and if you see one, you should make a wish. Then we were reading his noisy digger books, and he was pointing at all the different trucks he wanted to get. And I said he just got so many toys for Christmas from the Dad, Joyce, and Emily that he didn't need anymore. And he said he was going to wish for them on a student. He wished on a shooting star for them. But isn't that crazy? That so is sinks jinx. The dinosaur <laughs> book, right, last night. And then I just had, like, the dinosaur pop out. So I just thought that was so weird. I This is this is kind of my definition of, like, God without making yep. it a weird supernatural thing. It's, like, synchronicity like that. Yeah. Yep. That is weird. Very Have cool. You, Okay, did you? I should. I I should have brought this up during the show. But did you guys ever follow um, uh, Melissa Melton and Aaron Dykes? Their channel is Truth Stream Media, and she made that video. It was probably like a month ago, or maybe about where she was talking about how something weird was going on in their house, and that basically everyone in the house was basically dreaming the same dreams every night. Jerry, will you find? Will you link me to that? Jerry's on it. Jerry's on yeah. everything. 
at him. Yeah. And it was like, the, so like basically like the dreams would be slightly different, but they would all have certain details that were exactly the same. And it's been going on, like, you know what I mean? Like it's really, it was rare. And so it makes me wonder, a lot of us live alone. So we don't talk about, we don't talk to the other, or we just haven't, you know, we don't talk about our dreams to people we live with or the people who live next to us. Like, I wonder if that happens, like in apartment buildings, does everybody have the same dream at night? That so I'm super fascinated by that, and um, Jerry just linked me that, so I'm going to dive Check into it, it. Yeah. and maybe we should have this person on too. They don't. They don't. Resp- we've we've asked them on the show before, and they don't seem. It's weird. Like so, Melissa and Aaron def- um, defected from Alex Jones. Like they were one of the first defectors, right? And their work is amazing. They were good when they were on the show, but their work is amazing. But I think part of, like they, they do very few interviews. And I think part of it is because everybody wants to ask them about the Alex Jones shit and they're not allowed to talk about it because you sign a non-disclosure when you work. Yeah, of course. So they get tired of that. And then I think also they just, they really wanted to be taken seriously. So I think they're afraid to involve themselves with certain things, but as, as more distance has grown between when they were there and now they've gotten into fringier and fringier topics and they're starting to be blackballed from sort of some of the more mainstream alternative stuff that they used to get invited on. So I because feel like of their get, because of the fact that they're, they're getting, getting fringier. They're yeah, so I, 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 you know, <laughs> right? I, I, asked them, I asked them on the show over a year ago and just didn't get a response. And so I maybe I feel like maybe if I ask them again, I might get a response this time. But we just haven't done it. Um, but yeah, they give very few interviews. But yeah, like it would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Shows about dreams. Yeah, she might, she might, she might, like, she might respond because if you, you know, because on that particular topic, because he was so confused about what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's one thing. That's why we separate. Like, this is our woo show. This is the post Taurus, yeah. and this is where we yeah. can really dive into the wild. And even though our not our our dream show does go there because we usually have very interesting people on, and interesting only, people only. are into. The- only yeah, we only have interesting people on. And yeah. so it's hard to separate that. But I think because it is about dreams and dreaming, yeah, uh, more people are have an ear yeah. that will say yes, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you totally triggered me on something, talking about the, the shared dreams, besides the fact that we've talked about it she before. She triggered me on many things, on a good way. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> I should have come I with can't, trigger warning. I'm still thinking, yeah, you should come with it. I'm still I'm remembering the conversation you had with Andrew Bishago about the visor that taught you shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. want one of those. But anyway, <laughs> um, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. She triggered you on something. Oh. You um uh, shared dreams i remember hearing andrew bartz's talk about this uh, yeah he, could call, he said calls us a dream time a dream time society yes and yeah that we're going we're slowly heading back that way and there will come a time he didn't say when but there will come a time when the kids are going to start doing it first and then mm-hmm. adults will have it It'll, it's going to be a gradual thing but you know it's going to start with the kids he i don't know if he meant like, with dream sharing? Yes. With dream sharing, deja vu, deja vu with another person who has deja vu at the same time. That kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like you yeah. look at someone on the street, oh, deja vu. And you both say that like it's jinx. Oh my God. Yeah. I want that to happen. I've not had that happen. So, um, so the shared dreaming thing, like, I guess it's just not something that like I ever really thought about. The first time I ever heard it talked about was years ago before I knew Randy personally. Um, he 
had some these two kids on his show who he had met at one of the gatherings that he had done with Duncan O'Finian and Miranda Kelly. And the, they were talking about, I guess some people at the gathering start experienced some shared dreams at the gathering. And I guess these two brothers had been experiencing it quite a lot. And so I don't know if they were twins or just brothers. So that was the first time that I heard about it and started thinking about it. And then my friend Mia, who I, I was talking about her earlier with the, she has the different New York in her dreams or whatever. Um, she like she and I were like for a little while trying to see if we could meet up in our dreams more like meet up than it was like a shared dream and um like so around the time that we were trying to do that though I was having a lot of that uh stuff in my dreams where like people were trying to convince me they were someone when I didn't think they really were so I kind of pulled back from trying to do that because I didn't something about it felt weird to me um but yeah, I, it, I think it's pot. I mean, so it's interesting that basically uh, Melissa was saying how she and Aaron and one of their children or maybe both of their children were having this sort of kind of thing happen on a semi-regular basis. And that, you know, they, they, they're, they've, they don't have Wi-Fi in their house and they've done all of the, they don't have a smart meter or anything like that. So they, you know, think it's likely not that, even though neighbors have those things, they could be being affected by it. But, you know, I, I wonder, I, I do think this is something that humans probably do naturally or can do, or, or maybe like Andrew says, I think Andrew has a lot of really interesting ideas. I'm not down with him on everything, but I think he has some, some ideas that are really interesting that I like. Um, and I, we, but we also know that like when they understand that humans have the ability to do something or that some sort of ability is going to be coming online, fuckers will try and do something to manipulate or take over that or whatever. And sometimes mm -hmm. I wonder what, if that's what this frequency soup is really all about, particularly like 5G. And like when, when I moved into the house I'm living in now, they forced the 5G router on me and like- Oh uh, my God. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's activated actually yet. Like I think that, that, that- But it will be, Emily. Well, right, what, right. What's a 5G router? So it, it's, I mean, it, I mean it's basically- I, I know what a router is. Is it? Do you have do you have uh, mobile data internet? Is that why? Like, um, no, this is like five G is like this new thing, the new thing that they're really really pushing for that's going to help make everything part of the Internet of Things. No, and, I, I know that. I know. Right. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I know what it is. I was wondering right. what this device is. Is it an actual it's, mobile? It's 5G? a. It's a really. I'll show you. It's like a really large. It's like a huge. Um, it's huge. It's it's here. It's right there it's it's big it's like three times bigger than it's the it's the size of a notebook like of a or like a record a, a vinyl record or something like that like my xfinity box right but this is just the router for the for the internet um i don't think it's actually activated yet mm -hmm. but one of the things i started noticing was i was having very 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 strange dreams mm -hmm. and so i started unplugging the router before i went well, actually one night I pulled the router, I unplugged the, the internet for a different reason, mm -hmm. and I slept that night with it off, and I slept much better. So then I started unplugging the router every night, and every once in a while I'll fall asleep um, with the router on because like I'm watching a movie or something like that. And then sometimes I'll have the really strange, what I call inserted dreams on those nights when I fall asleep with the router mm -hmm. on. See, now, well, this, this is me. I, I, don't, I don't think there's a a multi-faceted coordinated effort to do this. I think there are probably many things that allow that to happen naturally. And some people have 
realized that and taken advantage of it. Sure. Yeah. For, yeah. for a lot of things, for a lot, not just this, but, um, you know, I don't think there's, I do I accept that there could be dream insertion. Totally. That's, yeah. I mean, or even if they're not intentionally being inserted, if whatever it's broadcast. these frequencies are happening are p- somehow picking up, like, d- d- you know, what, whatever. Like, we don't even know how, is it possible that some of these frequencies interact with uh, humans' consciousness? And so Absolutely. I'm getting things from other people's minds and things like that. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I, 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 yeah, think, I agree with you that, yeah, go ahead, that go a ahead. lot of this is just happens. Like, I do think that there, I, so I would take a little bit of a different stance than you. I do think that there, some of this is coordinated, but not as much as a lot of conspiracy theorists would like to have you believe. Yeah. I think, I think there is some, but I think a lot of times what happens is they do things for completely separate or individual reasons. And then they recognize, Oh, this phenomenon is starting to happen. Let's see if we can play that up or let's see if they we can manipulate. For, they'll find a synergy yeah. and take advantage. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what I'm, it's the Joker from Batman one putting right. a little bit of poison in everything. Yeah. And then when you combine you got them, it. Right. But the Joker, in our case, is extra construct. Is out is not part of it. It's the control system. It's it's the AI fuck. It's the OI. Right. It's the organic intelligence that runs this construct, basically. Right. We're swimming in the waves. And so once this five G is totally online and the internet of everything <laughs> is bouncing from all these devices we're going to be swimming in it more which also brings us into one of the things that i wanted to get emily's take on and because jerry and i talk about this the whole idea of the liquid reality right yep <laughs> yeah that the, that the idea that air is actually liquid we just can't uh, oh okay. it's less dense yeah. it's less yeah. dense than water so it yeah. appears like a gas to us, but it could actually be a very, very thin liquid. And we, these are scuba suits, you know, basically. Yeah. In space. In space, yeah. is, you know, some other yeah. kind of liquid. Or yeah, it's, yeah. Like I think so. Um, I think it's entirely possible that space is either water or some I, I, kind of more like viscous oh. fluid that water is, like a little bit like the different. Less you know, like viscous. A, more vis- or more viscous or less viscous. It has to be like, less the way they move if they're really up there. Just with the, you know. but, but there's some very interesting video of things moving that really, like Sean Gatreau, who I was mentioning to you, like he he, um, you know, videos these cloaked crafts, these cra- mm-hmm. cla- crafts that basically cloak themselves in cloud kind of thing. But some of them, the way that they move look a lot like the way certain jellyfish or stingrays or things like that kind of move. <laughs> Thank you. And yes. so, it, it, you know, it, it, one, and another thing that Crow pointed out really that I find very interesting is that when he, yeah. when he catches some certain things related to the lunar wave and, and things going on with the moon, it looks a lot like when you're in the swimming pool at night yep. and there's the light at one side of the swimming pool and the way yes. it looks. Yeah. So <laughs> That's exactly I how I described it. possible that we're in some kind of bubble or containment system or under some kind of dome or firmament or whatever. And that there's water on all sides of it. And so, you know what I mean? And it may be, I don't know if it's the same water that we have like in the ocean, but have you even watched those videos of like, uh, they have them sometimes like on national geographic or discovery where they'll take those things that look sort of like spaceships or UFOs down to like really, really deep spots in the ocean yeah. and on the floor ground, on the bottom of the ocean, they will be like, 
a reservoir of other water that is thicker, more saline water. And all the animals or the creatures or the bacterias or the different sponges and stuff that live down there live around that like it's like a lake just the way humans build their houses around their vacation house around the lake all these creatures know that that's like the good exp good expensive property right that's where like the and it's like a thicker more viscous kind of water yeah. so it's like a lake inside the ocean um also like why are they um why are the naval ships from all the major countries blocking the mariana trench right why are there areas oh, yeah. Dude, don't get me started we can't go right? anywhere Look at Antarctica. Get started, right. Jerry. Get started. Yeah. Well, like, you know, why are, why are, yeah, I've heard like, tale of land beyond the great ice wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Obviously all the stuff with Antarctica, like I don't, I think what's really down there is like an entrance to a world within a world. No, you know what I mean? There's nothing down there. It's the fucking ice wall. We're on a giant, giant ball. If it's a ball, giant ball, <laughs> a million times the size of what we're told. And we're, I think it's like hexagons of ice. Little, little divots. So you don't think there's anything within it, Jerry? Like in it's water. Earth. Like it's water. I think we're all like islands in pockets on, if it's a ball, because we can't measure curvature anywhere and we can't, there's too many problems with it. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> with the, like the whole I mean, spinning I don't ball. Know, it just, like it could be, I, I don't think it's a ball. I don't know that it's flat. I don't understand why it has to either be a ball or flat. Like I think there's other possibilities. I agree, Emily. It, it and, I also, and I also don't think it necessarily has to be the same thing all the time. Like I think that like we're dealing with like I, I think the energy around it is toroidal. So sometimes what I imagine is like <sighs> a flat disc with yep, then like a, a toroidal yes, kind of round shape around exactly it. exactly what it is. And then toroidal with, says it all. <laughs> within, and then within that, like above the disc, there's like yes, an upside down triangle. Yes. And below the disc, there's a right side up triangle. And there's energy flows through that way. Like I don't think we're living like in a static environment. I think, well, it might not be like, it might not be moving through space at millions of miles an hour. So it might be static that way. I think the energy of this place is constantly moving, changing, morphing, whatever. Like I have this experience where like, I swear to God, when I was like in my twenties and even in my thirties, it took three hours to get to Las Vegas. Now it takes five. Is it getting farther away? It's expanding. Like what is going on? But you know what I mean? Like I don't, it, San Francisco seems to be three hours closer than it was when I was little. Like it's I don't always been five. Check this out. It's, it's like this from above. It's like, a flat disc with a like the bottom of a bunt pan. You know, I don't even know right. what the, the shape is. Yeah. But you get a ring. It's like a half a donut. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a full donut. It's a full donut, but the earth is the layer in between. It's the cream in the donut. Okay. Yeah. It's but a jelly, huh? Now, if if <laughs> it's jelly, eh? That's from that's from Strange Brew. Strange Brew. I love it. I love that. He's a genius. Eh? He hooked up our stereo. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh if it's if it's if it's toroidal that toroid's formed by something doesn't matter that could be a firmament could be the van allen radiation belts right what it will definitely do is cause um refraction Oh, yeah. I think we're dealing with all sorts of weird, like, light bending, refracting things appearing one way. And, and you know what I mean? Like, I, I even think that, like, part of the 
reason for all of the spraying is to distort our perspective on what we're looking at. I'm, yes. you know I mean? I'm so. getting that feeling myself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's twofold. I think one is it, there's really specific times I do it, especially for me, and it's all about me, right? Because it's going to affect me and I'm noticing it. I'm going to attract yeah. it towards me, obviously. You are your son. <laughs> right. So <laughs> it seems specific times in the day when they do it and it completely blocks out the sun. It makes me right. always think there must be some kind of frequency or energy coming off the sun that mm -hmm. is good for you or right. will do something which would make you not like them anymore. <laughs> and that yeah. does tie into old narratives, right? The sun worshiping that sure. we see, right? Sun worshiping and also, you know, one of the things that, one of the health phenomenons that's been going on lately is people like being extremely vitamin D deficient. Yes. Like, so a friend of mine, her partner, um, was having some health problems and went to the doctor and the doctor said, you have zero vitamin D. And he's like, I've never seen somebody with none. This guy is a forager. He is outside picking mushrooms and shit every day. How is it possible that he has no vitamin D unless that's the, unless the frequency is intentionally being blocked? You know what oh, I mean? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. I think Lisa Harrison said that. Well, I take I take huge amounts of vitamin D because so I, I. I got diagnosed with um, Hashimoto's long time ago, and I, I ah. left the medical system and am yeah. fine. But after once I stopped believing in that, and I'm, I'm still alive. I don't take thyroid yeah. medicine, and they told me I'd die. I'm still alive. Years yeah. later, you know. But the Honestly. vitamin D medicine is what I'm saying. The the huge doses I take somehow. I'm not getting it as a gardener, as a permaculture person, I'm not getting yep. it. And I wasn't getting it. And I developed a vitamin D deficiency that played into a disease called Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. What right. the fuck if you're in the sun? Well, that's one of the things that I've noticed also is that like, I run the sun or it's not the sun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, or sometimes it's the sun and sometimes it's not like I run for multiple, I run for like six or seven miles. So like, I usually run for about two hours a day, about four days a week. Right. Sometimes a little, sometimes more. And like sometimes, sometimes of the year I get a lot of sun and other times it's like, I'm not getting any sun, even though I'm out there for just as long. It's weird. Like right now I'm not getting at any sun. Like even when I'm out, like the other day, I had been sick, so I was just walking the path that I usually run, so it took me like a lot longer. So I was out there for literally almost three hours, and I got no sun. And, and you were in sunny L.A. That needs yeah. to be restated. Right. It's, it's not like you're where I am in the Pacific Northwest. It was 80 degrees, you know what I mean? And I was, it was hot, you know what I mean? And so yeah. like, it's weird. I don't, I don't think – and sometimes like – and I, we were talking about this in a conversation I had the other day. Like Sometimes I feel like the, they're like, – use like – Whatever the moon is, the, the sun, it's actually the same thing, and they're projecting different things off of it. Um, no, the moon is the moon. The moon represents the, the 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 invasion, the invader, the alien, the thing that's in our kind, the distortion in our field. Right, but we don't have the same sun we used to have. We used to have a sun that was yellow or yeah. orange and warm, and now we have this white, weird, shimmery thing. Yeah. It's, it's like this copper opalescence to it, 
Yeah. Like, if they're trying, let's just say that they're like, they're hiding the real sun from us, but they want us to still think there's a sun. What's who's to say they're not making some kind of projection off of the moon to convince people it's the sun when I, it's really? I have a hard time believing that humans control that or can control that. <laughs> so what? So what? Yeah, I know. So that does bring in bring us into that territory. Yeah. Yeah. Human you, versus non-human. Are you hearing that robot voice out of her? Yeah, Emily, you're roboting. That's interesting. You are totally roboty. Ooh, girl. I, I, I pissed somebody off, right? Oh, my God. It's intense. No, so it's it, not just no, your it's, voice. It's, it's you. Everything. You're projecting yeah. it. You're excited. <laughs> I'm turning into a robot. You turned it. You turned no, reptilian on us. No, you... <laughs> You, your energy was distorting the microphone. No, it was totally a distortion field. It was is. Yeah. It was coming from your throat chakra. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. It is blue. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like that, I, I, I sometimes think that we're in some kind of, like organic. Like, I, I feel like whatever this is, we're in some kind of containment system or simulation that, oh, like. Okay. Was originally very like organic, like there was like a biological technology to it that was um, sort of symbiotic with us, right? But it's always been like a, it's like has sensors all around for us, like it, it, you know what I mean, it, it, and, and we for it. And I think one of the things that's happening, like with people, especially like with this, you know, we obviously there's all this talk about fear of like an AI takeover. I think one of the things that's happening is this simulation or the containment system is somehow something or someone or whatever is trying to transform it from being like a biologically technological organic technology into a more mechanized robotic kind of technology. And I think that like the introduction of all of these um, dis disharmonic frequencies and a lot of these particles and things like that is to try and, you know, turn it into something that is more machine-like than it originally was. It's so let me, let me, you just gave me like a bunch of great thoughts on this. What if, what if like the, orig <coughs> the original, whatever the original is, that was all organic, right? To us, it looks organic, but right. But, but okay. So then we but, develop technology, we develop technology, yeah. right? Which yeah. when, when we sect technology or digital, anything you think robots, it's all it's all what's in your mind, right? Of what technology right. is. So most right. people think technology is, uh, you know, robots, internet, and Wi-Fi, and yada yada, apps and phones. Okay. Right. But, but human. Those are copies. Those are copies of the original organic biological technology. Yes, because that's what I was just getting to. Is that that human exactly. cells are, in and of themselves, nanobots. It's yep. just a different type of technology. We we're so. Uh, caught up in this belief system or filter or whatever the fuck you want to call it programming right the technology yeah. means the future means you know all this so what if they're on purpose harming the environment so it it needs it has to move towards the digital sure. that, that you know that could be too it could be a squeeze play absolutely i mean i think if you i mean Just i like think they're doing that us, you know? where it's best I think it's best. I mean, it's this. It's this is the best for kind of seeing everything that's going on in Fringe. The observers had created this future where they had basically everything was, you know, they had technology inserted in their bodies, and they were start trying to starve the environment of oxygen and whatever as it was becoming increasingly mechanized and technological. 
so yeah, like I think, you know, um, the question is who or what is, is doing that or what is driving that? Is that just something, I mean, you know, like even though our reality seemed organic to us, like at one time, this may have been the technology from another civilization we're living in. And it seems natural to us because it's what we've always known. And one of the things that just like humans have this tendency to want to externalize everything, they also want to build copies of things and they want to build copies of those things that are mechanized or digital or robotic. So are we just mimicking the system that we come from? And, and that in and of itself is the Luciferian rebellion. Yeah. You know, I can't make organic stuff. I'm going to make a copy of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's uh, it's an archetype. It's built into to us that we, because this will sound crazy, probably not not crazy, really. Not I just thought of it uh, because we are all God, but we can't remember that it's some kind of archetype. It's some kind of thing in us that makes us want to do that and to try to snap us out of forgetting. Yeah, no, I mean, I actually think that one of the things that's going on with this whole cryptocurrency and blockchain thing, like I think people are getting caught up in the money aspect of it, but I think the more interesting part to to pay attention to is the inner workings of it because I think we can learn about how our reality really functions by paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Randy Remote viewed the blockchain and he said what he saw was mechanized DNA strands. Right, well, I've, I've held for a while the opinion that the DNA, the DNA is organic blockchain yeah, technology. Yeah. It's organic blockchain yeah. technology, and and block and, and well, that's what it looks like. No, it, I know. I know. Like, and, yeah. and the Satoshi came up with or whatever that was that came up with the blockchain algorithms and everything is a model of DNA. It's nothing more. Yeah. So in that, I, I have to agree with Quinn Michaels that it is a storage mechanism that can be mined and used by multiple sure. things because it's yes. distributed. Yada yada yada. Whether I agree. or not an AI built it, I have no idea. Well, I think I, 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 I don't. Which is possible, but I don't. It doesn't I, matter. But I, I, but I think what the, what either way, whether it's an AI that built it or a human that built it, what it's interested in is uh, everybody participating in it, and and you know, so uh, most a lot of what it's actually mining is you know humans' energy, humans' creative energy, humans, you know, whatever, like really. in some way. Right. Like, no, I mean, it, like the, think about like think about the amount of time and focus that people spend thinking about cryptocurrencies and dealing with that now that they used you to spend say thinking the about same it. with football, you know. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, no, I, I completely agree with that. But I think for me, the most interesting thing about the cryptocurrencies, blockchain and whatever is to, when you is to think about how it works and how it functions and then sort of. From there, expand that out into, you know, I think we can learn a lot about how this reality was created. I think part of what's happening with cryptocurrencies is they're trying to create a, a new reality, even if it's just an economic or a financial new reality. You know what I mean? So, but I think it is modeled after how this reality that we're living in right now. I disagree, but I, I'll think about it. Yeah. I, I just don't see how it would, my, well, my, my, have a really wacky view of reality anyway so you know <laughs> i just don't i don't i can't see a machine here's the deal so our reality is controlled by consciousness right you agree to that pretty much yeah like the, the collective consciousness rules reality yeah 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 Couldn't so, say, yeah so that would mean that the blockchain would then have to connect to 
the collective and be part of it. Well, but look at the, but look at that. Look at what's happening. Like look at the way. Like it, I mean, wh- whether it depend. I mean, I understand that people view it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But like the way, right, especially during the last like six months, like it is growing and becoming a thing, and people are getting involved in it who don't even understand anything about it. It's it's the way it's the way it is expanding and growing is functioning as creating a consensus reality. Like people just have to agree that this stuff is actually a value and of work and worth something. And, and that's, what's making it worth something. There's nothing backing it. It's just another fiat currency. And if you can get enough people to think it's a thing, then it's the same as it being a thing. That may be true for some, some coins are actually ha- are, are asset backed. Some are actually, um, right. But you know, in, in general, you're the con- right. Yeah. It's, it's it's a virtual coin, so yeah. it has much val- it has no intrinsic value. I mean, you talked to Cliff High on your show about it, and he yeah. explained it perfectly. So there's benefits, there's not benefits, but it's a choice. You don't have to make it. I do like his take on. Uh, I don't know if he's talked about this yet on your show, but on a couple other ones that the cryptocurrencies are going to pr- provide a mattress upon which the the U.S. dollar will collapse and soften the blow and pick up that extra space. So, and, and, you know, I think it's, if that if that's true, it's beneficial. I don't really see a problem with it. But uh, all reality mm-hmm. is consensus-based. We're all agreeing. The three right. of us are agreeing we're on this live stream. They mm-hmm. are not live. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're all sitting in our rooms and we're all agreeing on these parameters in which mm-hmm. we are functioning. How is cryptocurrency any different yeah, it's, it's not it's not a question of like whether it's like a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. Like, and you know, I've had, you know, like at one point I was extremely like anti or hostile, and I still am mostly like for me in a lot of ways it's an intuitive no on cryptocurrencies, but I don't see it as like a I'm right, you're wrong, I'm good, you're bad thing. I think like. It's just choice, you know, like we, it's here. We agree that it, like it's something is going on with that. I'm right. at this point using really more to observe it mm-hmm. than to participate. I think it, I actually think some of the working, some of the, the phenomenon that it's creating is quite interesting. And like some of the people who are involved in creating this and who really know the inner workings of it, the philosophy, when you listen to them talk, like almost, they're, they're almost like they have like a philosophy about it or like a whole thing. It's kind of like, listening to Randy and I talk about the things we talk about, right? And the metaphysics of the the cryptocurrencies can be a metaphor for like a lot of other things. So it's fascinating to observe it. And I like, I just feel like some people are going to make the choices to like fully go down the cryptocurrency route. Others are going to choose not to. Some are going to kind of vacillate between the two. And that's all fine and okay because it creates an interesting conversation and we can all observe what each other are doing. I don't think it's about like, whether one's okay with it or not okay with it. I think it's an individual choice. But um, I, I have actually really enjoyed pe- speaking to people who I even totally disagree with, like, because the conversations that spring from it are actually quite interesting if people mm-hmm. are so emotionally attached to whatever their position about it is. Yeah, like uh, the, the one you did with cats and, and Cliff High. and Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any negative things towards it other than there's still a middleman, you know, there's still a middleman, but in, and part of what got me 
hopeful with all of it was that there wasn't a middleman and I'm more of an open source girl and um and 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 so that's what hooked me in initially and then each coin has a whole different thing you know it's bringing to the table some of them are very interesting yeah yeah on on the blockchain technology and so I like the transparency. I like a lot of the base laurels that are way different than the paradigm in which we live now, where there's always a middleman, where there's always someone in control and there's no transparency. You yeah, can't no. track it. You can't see it. Right. You don't know what's happening. Yeah. You have to trust what people are telling you. And that's what like, I like. Is the, the, it's a trustless system because you, everyone can look up everything. You can so, look and see where's the yeah. money. Well, here, let, we can actually follow it now. So it, it depends, uh, obviously, because we've been dealing with a situation where, like, the people in charge can't be trusted. So the, I can see the benefits of having a trustless situation. But, like, for some of us, like, the actual reality that we're interested in building is one where there's transparency and transparency and you can trust, right? Where we don't have to, like, do build this technology to prevent us from everybody because we can't trust them. Where we actually, like, you know, value people for like who they are and what they contribute and right. whatever. And, and we, we actually know the people we interact with and we trust them and the relationships right. are built on trust. So there's well, that, you know, some ways the cryptocurrencies take us farther away from that, but I understand there's I, also, like, I would give you an argument against that. Yeah. Please. Um, yeah, sure. Because what you're talking about, that end goal is hundred years away, maybe 150. Sure. So, this could so be a we're, we're right on this cusp, right? And, in order to do that now, we have to play by the rules, by their rules. So we need fiat currency. And a good way to make that now is through cryptocurrency. In addition to that, there's going to be a rebalancing of wealth in the crypto markets. You're going to see a lot more tech, smart people getting rich fast than, you know, Elon Musk's sure. and whatnot. Yeah, no, I mean, I, like, I, I, and I actually think that, like, some of the creative technology that this stuff is, is inspiring, uh, like, can be uh, down the road will be more like effective for the, the way we want to ne- use it. You know what I mean? And maybe there won't be so middle much of a middle name. One of my biggest problems with the, the whole thing is that it's based on like NSA hash, NSA codes. But right? everything on the internet is a SHA-256, a SHA-2, a SHA-1. It's a standard right. hash. It's open source hashing me- mechanism. It's just right. it takes a string and randomizes it, you know? Yeah. That's all. That's all. It's, it's right. Very difficult to crack. It is crackable, mm-hmm. you know. But it, you can in an immutable blockchain. Now you know this that each transaction is linked to the one above it and below it. It's a linked list. And if the hash changes on one transaction within the batch, the whole batch is going to be off. It won't link back, and it you can't change it. It'll break it. Yeah. I also I don't know if I particularly like like the idea of all transactions being recorded for all times. You know what I mean? Like it's you know like I, I that's one of the things I don't like about the idea of a cashless society and things like right, that, right? Like right. one of the things we like about cash. I'm with you on that, yeah, for sure. I don't but like. It, don't we always find a way to do stuff that's not recordable? Don't we always sure. find a way to trade? We do. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I was I was in the service industry in Chicago when in the '90s when they started switching and making you claim your taxes, right? right. And claim your tips, yeah. Get like, or 10%, whatever, uh, your um, claim your tips. Yeah. And we all just did like a base, whatever it was. I could be walking away with 400 that night, but I just did the same base every day, always. And um, and with a a flipping the bird. 
kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking my tips. You're already t- tipping into, you know, my hourly, which was two twenty five or something. And um, so in the end, yeah, Emily, I'm with you. Actually, I wish we didn't have any kind of oversight at all. But that's where I yeah. stand. I, I don't, to be quite honest, I don't even want like I don't like that uh, they keep records on that. You know, like I'm, you know, obviously I understand that doctors and things like that have to keep records privately. I don't like the idea that any of these are ever going to be shared with uh, online. I don't like, you know what I mean? Like I don't like I that. Agree. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like that they keep information about your car. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just kind of feel like I don't. We live in this completely suspicious, tracked. Uh, kind of thing and like, I just don't like that like I try well they've to- pushed us to this right yeah. they've yeah. pushed us to this because in the world we're in the same generation you and I and um, I remember a time when things weren't like this and now mm-hmm. you see all these generations they're coming up and this is the world and they're not questioning it yeah no they, they they think it's neat they like the idea that they don't have to keep any paper records of anything because they can just keep everything on <laughs> right I'm like oh you, you know what I mean like I did yeah I don't <laughs> They like the idea that everything that they can control the electronics in their house and their telephone. They don't think right. about the fact. Well, if you can, someone else can too. You know what well, I mean? Privacy means nothing now. It no literally thinks, means yeah. nothing. What nothing. is it? It's it's a theory. Yeah, there. Yeah, there is no privacy. Yeah, there's no there, no I, no real sense of it. And and for people that actually are claiming that now that don't have at least weren't like Gen Xers, you know, like in our generation of forty. You know, it's, it's, um, you don't understand what it's like to actually have privacy. Yeah. You, there's yeah. an idea of it. You think you do if you don't have your computer on or you don't have this on. And especially when 5G comes on, when all these computers in your house, your light bulbs are talking to your VCR or whatever, TiVo, whatever the fuck you have, your right. computers in your refrigerator and in your car, and it's jumping around. And you yep. think because you have your computer off and your phone off, you still have a sense of privacy. Well, you don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I, like I, when uh, last year I went to, um, on a, like a trip around the Southwest and I went to Moab, Utah and I was in Arches National Park and like I climbed this rock and it, there's no phone, cell phone reception service in that whole park pretty much. And I climbed this rock and there was like a little crevice in, and I crawled in the crevice and I laid there for like an hour because mm. there was quiet. I didn't hear any of like the beautiful buzzing nobody could right see. nobody the buzzing <gasps> and, and when you're in rock like that the the granite sort of acts as a shield for all the frequencies and i just laid there with quiet and with my own self and my own thoughts for like half an hour or 45 minutes and i'm sure like people as they were walking by were like what is she doing you know what I, mean? I don't like i didn't care like, it was just incredible to be not like that i think that was like the first time in a long time that i didn't have any like soup around me there's a con this is something I've noticed in my lifetime and I I've keep moving away from cities so <laughs> I keep pushing further out and I have lived off grid and off road in New Mexico and the Ortiz mountains and I'd like to get back to that sense of quietude but there's a constant white no- noise every constant. night when I go to bed I hear it it's a constant and I know it's the waves it's mm-hmm. this electronic energy in which we're swimming right yeah. It's yeah. only amping up with 5G when everything's actually communicating and the buzz is going to is going to raise. Yeah, I mean like this goes to like a little bit what we were talking about before we started recording and with this, you know, I I'm feeling like what's happening is like the environment is 
becoming aware. It's becoming on, it's coming online. Yes. I think, I think that there's always been an element of that, like organically, like if you watch like Avatar or even some like old, like Disney movies where like, you know, the trees and like the fla- flowers would move and kind of talk and whatever. Right. Right. So right. Always been an organic element, but I think one of the things that's happening with all of the combination of the particles that are being sprayed in the sky, but also particles that are being donated by people vaping and things like that, all the other stuff on the ground level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frequencies hitting them is that the air is everything, the entire atmosphere is not now not only a screen, like there's obviously, we you know, from, you know, the work of people like Sophia Smallstorm and Alana Freeland and whatever, that they're creating like an ionized sky and, and there's a, you know, it's basically like a screen. It's all there. transmitters. Right. But I think it's also all sensors and aware. And I yes. feel like what happens when it's almost like we're going to get to a point where all we have to do is breathe out. And the environment is completely aware of everything going on inside of our body. <laughs> right. In, right. When, your when your we, insulin is spiked right now, you know? Yes. You know, when you breathe, when you breathe in, you're breathing in the, you know, I actually think that like one, and, and this goes to my, maybe my vast conspiratorial mind, but just also my own observations and experiences is that I think one of the things going on with, Obviously, I think with food, like, I don't know if you guys have seen some of the series I've done on sugar as programmable matter. Um, sugar is crazy. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that sugar is programmable matter. And I, I you know, brought up a lot, I, you know, while I'm not a scientist or anything like that, I've brought up many points that, and I've had a lot of interaction with people based on my ideas that, you know, are leading me closer and closer to be able to say that for certain um, you know, and I'm actually about to begin, I, you know, I'm going to holistic nutrition school because I want to figure some of this stuff out. But I think one of the things going on with a lot of this vaping and even on a certain level, like a lot of this marijuana smoking, legalized marijuana smoking, because I think a lot of people don't understand exactly what they have, is I think that people are, particularly with the vaping, you know, I found this point, I've said this before, so people who hear this and they've heard me say this before, like, sorry for the repeat, but I found this quote one time, so of Nikola Tesla's from, you know, like the early 1900s, where he said something like, in the future, men will smoke these little machines, they will taste good, and they will think they're cool, and they will be under mind control. And so I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then I thought about it. I was like, he saw that coming. And then I was like, oh, it's, they plug it into the computer to charge it, and it's a liquid crystalline fluid that, ha- that is sweet. Okay, I can see how this goes. Like, they, some, you know, if there's an app running in the background on the computer, like, could this be programming information there, then people, you know, somehow the crystalline liquid, just like a computer chip can hold some of that information. People breathe it in like, Oh, people are participating like with Facebook. People are participating in their own sort of dossier creation. Are people participating in their own mind control in a really interesting way here? And I did notice very early. I had some friends that were really early adopters of vaping, like long before there was all these stores and trends. And I noticed that there was a change in some of that. And like, almost like I wasn't really friends with them anymore. And, you know, it seemed like they, I don't know, something about them changed. So I had this idea that those were used for mind control. And then it, this past summer, while I was sort of like in a grief state over my friend and spending a lot of time exercising and alone and whatever, like it just dawned on me that the same thing could be said about sugar. That sugar is crystalline and cubic and can hold information. And yeah. why is it increasingly, particularly over the last say the same period of years that technology and Wi-Fi and 5G and radiation and EMF and ELF and all that stuff has increased. There's so much more sugar in all of our food now, including foods that shouldn't even have sugar in them. 
right? Yeah, yeah the carob and, syrup. And, and that mm. is, is this, is it, you know, why is that, right? But if it's a perfect, if it's a pro, you know, think about it. If it's a programmable substance and part of what they're using to program it is some of this like 5G and Wi-Fi, I mean, think about how much information is swimming through the air at all times, right? And if it sort of catches on to that, but I think with the vaping, I mean, really think about that. Like you're breathing that in and if it has the ability to hold information, then it could be recording things from inside of you. You're blowing them out. It's going everywhere. And this could be, this is part of terraforming on the ground level, but also a creation of a hive mind, right? Like if, you know, like sometimes I was at a party recently where everybody was doing that. And it, like, actually I was trying to enjoy my mushrooms <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it, it was disrupting my consciousness and my trip because every time I was like about to like go off into my own little space in my own head, I would smell yeah. fucking grape Kool-Aid or cherry gummy bears or whatever. Right. And it literally disrupts the consciousness. And you, I noticed it much more there because I was wanting to have a trip but what if is how is it affecting? I mean, whenever somebody walks into my restaurant, like big muscular guy comes in and he smells like cotton candy and blueberry pancakes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how <laughs> if there's, if there's something weird about it, right? Also, what is this doing to their b- bodies? But like, what is this doing to the brain? And they're blowing it everywhere. So like, I'm in this party. It's in an enclosed warehouse. It's like chemtrails inside. And it, if there is stuff, if there are particles in there that are picking up information or storing things and, and people are blowing them out and I can't help it. I'm breathing them in. Like how could this be part of creation of a hive mind, but also like pre- syncing people up in a way that they'll think is like a natural spiritual process, but is really like a mechanized controlled thing. That's, that's very interesting. And I haven't, I haven't actually given it that much. I I've never been a smoker. And so I didn't, and it, it <coughs> seems like most of the smokers I know that have moved, they've moved from, cigarettes really into vaping and um and thankfully because it's less nasty smelling at least in my opinion um i thought that for a while but after that less experience where i couldn't hide from that all those sweet smells i was like bring back the cigarettes dude like yeah see i'm just not around any of it and because i'm a hermit i I I really i don't i I don't encounter people very often and every six weeks when i go grocery shopping (laughs) Um, it's the truth and I'm very grateful. Um, however, I, um, I have noticed, I have noticed that I've always noticed that the invasiveness of, of fog and smoke in a space where Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you're doing, you can't get away from it unless you, you leave. And so there's this, there's this also like this, um, there's a sentience to it. And I don't know, mm-hmm. and this is just me kind of, um, this is me streaming this right now, but there's a sentience to it. And I, that I noticed when I was young with cigarette, like my mother and my, my stepfather smoking or in, everyone at restaurants in theaters in the, yeah. on the plane. And, um, Remember how, that when people used to smoke on the plane, that was girl, so I will never forget it. It was <laughs> everywhere. I've smoked, and, on pl- I've smoked on planes. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, Jerry, of course you have. And, um, but you know, the butcher in the grocery store would be smoking while they're cutting on the meat. Yeah. yeah. My, my doctor used to smoke in his office. My pediatrician. Yeah, like the dentist yeah. And the doctors. Oh my God. It's hilarious. And, but there's something that is, um, 
there's something about it, how it takes over the whole space. And it doesn't matter if you're partaking or not, you are partaking. Yeah. You know, that's interesting what you said about there being ascensions to the smoke. I would agree. Like, have you ever seen sometimes like, uh, like I had a friend who like took a picture of like, he was smoking while he was playing records and the smoke made like this shape and it, like literally it looked like some kind of goddess or something in there. Right. Yes. So, yes. Like you see things like that, but also like, and I've spoken about this before. Um, so sometimes you see this kind of um, like stuff in the air, like it's a different kind of spraying. It looks like black coal ash, right? Like some of the stuff they spray, it looks like black coal ash. Some people refer to it as black particle nanotech. Yes. Um, yes. But I've noticed that the way it sort of swarms and also has some kind of sentience, it sort of moves together. And I've like drawn the parallel between that and like um, something like etch a sketch or magna doodle, right? Oh, wow. And, and it, it uh, creates like a, magnet, a mag- magnetized particle that allows discarnate entities to attach to it. So like it's something for them to like like acts like a magnet, like it pulls them to it. Right. And then you breathe it in. And then you breathe it in or there it's just there. So like when you're saying it has ascensions, also like when you were little or it's even happened to me as an adult, though not so much anymore. Have you ever laid there on your bed in the middle of the night? Like or like when you're waiting to go to sleep, the lights are kind of off, but you can almost see something that looks sort of like smoke or like particles sort of coming off yes, the wall. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All, yeah. And and that's kind of where I made that synthesis yeah. is it, in some weird, strange experiences I'd had in my past where the smoke was actually not smoke. It was it was something else. Yeah. In, in the form Pic- of smoke. Pixels. Well, yes. possibly. I mean, anything's possible. It's like but some it's, kind of particle nanotech. Yeah, like, totally. Swarms and clusters and sort of has like one driving sentience or consciousness behind it, but it's, you know, Maybe. it's very unusual. What if that's what darkness is? Well, <laughs> antimatter, right? Which they're saying is no, not dark, dark true matter anymore. Or, no, yeah. dark, dark matter is not real. Yeah. None of that But see, real. at the same time, like, as just as a person in the world, I've never, and so I've never been, even though I was never a smoker, I was never one of those people that was like all my, literally, everyone I knew and all the men I dated except for a couple smoked. So I was never one of those, ew, smoky. I'm not having you. I never, and then being a bartender for so long. And so I was never one to censor people. I'm I'm still not one like that. Do what you're going to do. And, and that includes me. If I'm in a room, that's just overwhelming. I'll take my ass out. You know, I'm going to take my damn ass out and, um, and not say anything. So I still believe in free will. And in the end, that's always going to be something I believe in. But there is something invasive about transmutation of things. And yeah. and that yeah. ties into 5G now, right? With yeah. the waves it's, and the, all of it. That This is the first. So I used to be a smoker. I was a smoker for 15 years. I quit a long time ago. Like now, I, I like, to me, it like, shocks me that people still smoke because like, I'm just not around it. Every once right. in a while, someone will come like, into my restaurant and they'll just smell like an ashtray. And it's almost like. Yeah, it's mind. terrible. It is right? a terrible smell. But like, okay, whatever. I've always been like that. Like, Yeah, I, do, do what like, you're going to do. But the first, this, for the, this, uh, this, like this stuff with the vaping, particularly like 
this is the first one that's really made me reconsider my stance on that. Like I actually like, I kind of like, so I was at this party where this was going on and I couldn't find a corner of the room to, to escape it. Right. And I was just like, it was super loud in there, like really loud techno music. Right. And I just mentioned, I like leaned over and mentioned to my friend, I'm like, dude, this shit, the, the fucking vaping shit is bugging the crap out of me. Right. Like I can't, you know, and this girl who was standing probably like four or five feet in front of us, she heard me through all the loud techniques. And I wasn't talking oh, about her. She heard me and she's <laughs> like, I can hear what you're saying back there. She's like, you know, this is, she got like all SJW on me. Like she was, oh, like, shit. It was almost like I had said something <laughs> racial or something about her, right? She got like, she kind of cocked her right. head. And she's like, this, she's like, this is a big place. You can go somewhere else. And I was like, actually, I wasn't talking about you. But no, oh, I can't, can't go everywhere because anywhere else because everywhere I go, it's there. And people blow these huge streams of smoke. It's not like from a cigarette, a little bit of smoke or whatever. No, the smoke is different. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Right? yeah. So this is the Jerry's giving us an example right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Demonstration like, A. Right? Like, I, I feel like if we had the right kind of lens, we could, like, look and actually see what's in there and, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but, um, look, I, ma- I make my own juice. I know exactly what's in it. It's, yeah, it's it's organic vegetable glycerin, and it's heated up to a, a point where it becomes a gas. But it's, why does it smell so sweet that it feels invasive? Maybe yours doesn't. But why does it, it smell does. so sweet that it changes, like literally alters my consciousness? I don't. You know what I mean? It, it's what is that? Nicotine. That's that's nicotine right there. That that's, that's nicotine in your hand. It is, but no, nicotine is what's oh. doing that to you. That, that, but how? But, but I don't. N- never. Not, from not all. Not all of it's absorbed, so you're getting super high doses of nicotine. Yeah, whatever it is, like this has been the first thing where I've had that thought or feeling like I don't want to be around people doing this, and and like, I, like it, it feel like, you know what I mean? Like I almost feel like. I, I, again, I'm like you. I never want to tell people they can't do it or whatever. Right. But right. like that experience was so unpleasant for me. And like it was that I was like, wow, this is kind of like literally 80% of the people in there were doing it. Like, if, I, it yeah, felt, it's it extremely. If you people that smoking, weren't smoking cigarettes are, are vaping. Right. So yeah. it's like there's more of more of that experience now. If, and also a lot of people who never smoke cigarettes are doing it. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. You can vape weed. You can get THC in in your juice, too, or CBD. Uh, The thing I was going to say, if people can't smoke in the venue, cigarettes, then they shouldn't be able Mm -hmm. to vape. Well, I mean, people were smoking cigarettes in the venue, too, but the cigarettes... But you were were at a party, though, right, Emily? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be, like, at a... um, some, what I've, but I've started to notice this like almost everywhere. Sometimes I'll be someplace where I don't see any people and I still smell that. Like when I'm on yes. my run, I'll be on yeah. like a trail in nature and I smell that. And there's nobody around for hundreds of yards. The, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so it's vegetable like, glycerin, when it's vaped at certain temperatures, it lingers for a while. It, it lingers, yeah, for sure. So, and this, this is a weird thing. And maybe this goes to dreams. You might find this interesting. Like I had this weird experience happen to me last week. Where I maybe a few weeks ago I, I I had the terrible plague that everybody's had, and I was not having I so far. Thank you. Lucky you. What's because you live away which, from everybody. I am I've, a hermit. Yeah. I've heard a yeah. conspiracy theory that it was it was released when that alleged SpaceX rocket uh, blew up well, or whatever true. happened. Well, yeah. a lot of people have had it, and now that one dude just died like yesterday. Mm-hmm. So this was pretty. I don't usually ever get sick. I'm pretty healthy, and I eat a pretty very clean diet. Whatever. 
this was pretty intense and I had to work through it. Like I didn't, I had to go to work and stuff, but basically one night, one of the nights, so I stayed home on the week, like the week on the weekend, I just didn't do anything like the new year's Eve weekend. But like one of the nights I was like not sleeping well. Cause I kept waking up every like hour cause of my congestion and whatever. But at one point I woke up and my pillow smelled like that. It smelled oh. like it was doused <laughs> in that. And I was That's like, terrible. What? And you know, when you're congested, you can't smell anything. But it was literally like someone had dipped my pillow in that stuff. And then, like, I went, fell back asleep and in the morning. It didn't smell like that. Oh, you know what I mean? So it's just That's like, terrible. So, yeah. But like, I mean, it makes me wonder is like our body able to record that and then reproduce it? Right? Like, oh, it, that's a good Yeah, it, it can. It, you know, it can. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's crazy. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But is there, so when you were making that stuff, is there actually, is there any sugar in it? No. I mean, I just, you know what it also reminds me of? It reminds me of scratch and sniff, sniff stickers when we were little. Oh, yeah. I totally, I love those actually right? for a minute. But, <laughs> but it almost makes me wonder what was the purpose of those? Right? Like I, if I, Emily, yes. I've wondered that too. Because the, like, so the, like, okay, so there's a kid at my work who smokes that stuff. And like, when I was asking about, like, I opened his little bottle of it and just took one little whiff. And it was like, the, it like almost wiped my mind of whatever I had thinking, I've been thinking about before. Right. The one he had was like lemon pie. And it reminded me of the strawberry shortcake scratch and sniff stickers. Remember her friend was lemon meringue. You had just taken the words out of my mouth. Yes, yeah. totally and strawberry like, shortcake. Okay, so the strawberry shortcake was like a huge fad like for a while and then just totally gone. But right. Like, remember the dolls smelled like yes. it? The yes. Like their it? hair. Yeah. What, yes. was the, what was the real purpose of that? Like, you know I what I mean? I doubt the like, people who made that juice though know that. But if there is su- there is such a similarity, and it's so weird that Emily was just mentioning that because that's all I was seeing was strawberry shortcake from my yeah. youth, and and her friends, all of them, and the hair, and mm-hmm. uh, and and in my adult lifetime, I have in my adult lifetime, in later years, I have wondered what all that whole scratch and sniff phase. Yeah. was about imagine the power if you wanted to utilize that well one of the things i've talked to a lot of other people who've had some of the similar experiences with me about is the different kinds of things and we all agree that there's like an olfactory element to it like i'll be somewhere like in my house right and just all of a sudden i'll smell gas or for me often it's jasmine flowers even though there's like no jasmine flowers anywhere around and it'll just like be a really strong smell for a second and it'll like make a memory or make me like completely change my state of consciousness and then it's gone. And so like, what is that? And you know what I mean? And the way smell is attached so closely to memory and the way, you know, like I'm, I wonder if smells can be used just like it makes us remember things. Can it also be used to erase memory, to wipe? Because when I sniffed that kid's lemon pie thing, like whatever I had been thinking about one minute before that, I like, it was totally gone. Yeah, you were like Miss Lemon. But that's not the only time that happens. It happens. Well, happens all the time to me. Yeah. Right. Well, memory and scent, you know, they're tied together. Yeah. Yeah. I I just want to throw one more thing in here, and I'm not defending anything. I'm just uh, playing devil's advocate. The other ingredients in in these juices are mainly uh, flavoring concentrates sold by three or four companies that have been around for decades. It's very possible. Pardon. What, what, what company are these? Uh, liquid, uh, like the Flavor Arts, the TFA. Um, there's a bunch. Marianne's flavors. They, they're they're used for like okay. when, when you make candy. 
These are flavorings okay. going to candies. Flavorings are going. Sure, I, rec- I recognize the smell of one guy I know who smokes it. It smells exactly like the gummy cherries I used to eat. Exactly like it. Right. So it's probably it, the exact same. Yeah. It probably is. So, and it's very possible that these were used in the scratch and sniff. That could be the similarity. So that's, sure. That was just that. The other thing was that there's one specific brand of Suave or cheap, some cheap ass shampoo like Suave that reminds me of something very specific from when I was like 12. Yeah. Like, like if I smell that, I'm right yeah. back at that moment. Like yeah. Herbal essence. Yeah. It is yeah. herbal essence. It's like a jasmine cherry or jasmine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. No, I mean, it, it is weird. So like, you know, we were talking earlier about like, what is, um, when you guys are, we were, you know, if we, what is dreams? Like, like what are dreams? Like, uh, I always wonder sometimes like, is this, uh, the, was this something that was baked into like, no other species sleep the way we do, right? Like my cat, when she sleeps, like she sleeps with one eye open. She's never fully asleep. If she does want to knock out, she goes and hides at the very back of the closet. Bears bury themselves into but, the side but, of the mountain before they go to sleep. But We're cats the only dream. They do dream. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that everything dreams actually. Right. But we're the only we're the only ones that like sleep go to sleep at the same time every night in the exact same space. You know what I mean? Is it always been is it was it something where we created with this need to sleep six to eight hours every night as a way to like reprogram, reset, re like do you know what I mean? Whatever. Whether it's I'm not even necessarily saying it was nefarious, but like what would it what would happen if we didn't do that? Like how different would things well, be? I, so I have something to say about this and yeah. I, I've noticed that, that I have talked to other people about this. So my whole life, I've never been comfortable and let, and this could be some early childhood craziness that I went right. through, but I personally sleep well in very small confined cave like spaces that are mm-hmm. hard to get to. And, mm-hmm. um, I've always done this. So like in my apartments in Chicago, I've always made my bedroom in a closet and, and, and then I had a, I had this wonderful Queen Anne house where I had this, there was a secret room behind the bedroom, behind the, in the closet through it. And I actually, so I had my bedroom set up and I actually slept in that secret space. And yeah. I like, I like very, um, cat-like spaces, I suppose, yeah. that are, that are secluded off. Otherwise I don't sleep well. So I don't sleep well in spaces where the, there's a bed in a room and there's, you can walk around the bed. That's not. I will never sleep well. And I kind of have that set up right now. And it, it's, it's not great. I, I'll, I tend to find myself more in the corner of a couch or in between cushions. And, um, yeah. but I've talked to a lot of other people and that what's come to light in the last couple of years is I'm a universal donor. So I'm, I'm orange negative, but I didn't know anything about that until recently. And I only knew that because I'm universal donor. Right. Yeah. And, um, so everyone can have You're my blood, one. but I can only, yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I, I just knew that that was my mom always said, remember to just say you're a universal donor. So they know that you can only have this blood and, um, but anyone can have yours. I found that a lot of people with this blood type have that same thing. And I'm wondering, is it a wild instinct? Interesting. Yeah. Is, no, what is that? I, so for me, like, I, um, I now now that you mention it, like yeah, I like those kinds of. I've always like like that, like finding little nooks to sleep in and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, and I sleep the best when I am in a hotel, mm-hmm. uh, which is not so it will be not the place that I usually sleep, right? And if I stay in a hotel for a week, by the end I'm not sleeping well there either. 
So like the first or second night I sleep somewhere generally, I sleep best. And then I then and then I have the same problems that I have in other places. So like yeah. I wonder, you know, like one of the things about being in the wild is you have to you can't just keep sleeping in the same place. Otherwise, no, you're nomadic. Sniffed out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And also you're traveling. So, and I'm a nomadic person in, in a lot of ways. Like I, so am I, I've lived in a lot, many different cities and you know, a lot of, a lot of times I don't like to stay place. I mean, it's different when I'm back here in Los Angeles, but most places I go, I tend to stay for about a year yep, and then I too. kind of move on. Um, I Six said, months sometimes. <laughs> I always said I do with, with cities what most people do with relationships, right? Like, hey, you're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah me I, too, for real. But, um, but uh, yeah, I also, like, for me, I like the idea of like having a job where I could travel around a lot and all that kind of, like I, I don't necessarily, you know, like I've never been good at making a home for myself. Um, I, I, I've always done this sort of like makeshift camping kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean? that is a home. You're always got like that for me as an, uh, definitely as a nomad with an estate. Um, yeah. <laughs> there it's, I feel like everywhere I've lived, I've always brought that sense of home. So it's always homey spaces. Yeah. People come into them and they're always at home in my spaces because they're comfortable. So uh, it's not like stark or anything. There's yeah. just, I like to blend in and not be sticking out like I do everywhere in the world. Interesting. Yeah. But I, so when we got blowing my whole Morticia Adams view of you, you know, (laughs) how is that? Because I'm completely that. (laughs) But but we got into this, we're talking about smells. And I also wonder like, is this is something about the olfactory system? Like we use our nose in a lot different way than animals do like animals use theirs to hunt, right. Or to different, to find food and things like that. We don't really do that, and, and maybe we were intended to do that, but since we're not using it for that, it's able to be used for all of these other things. We right? don't do it anymore. Right, right. But, I, yeah, I'm sure at some point, I'm sure when we, it was more of a hunter-gatherer kind of society, that was, like, part of it. You know, one of the things I actually – Nish, do you have a really strong sense of smell? I have a really incredibly strong Oh, yeah, smell. definitely. I can tell the different smells of all my animals' poo. I have, like, a little farm yeah. here. And everyone's poo, I know the difference. Okay. Yeah, my cat's, my cat's poo smells like coffee. My, my cat's poo smells like coffee grounds, and I've never been able to quite understand that. But that's a good smell. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not only good. that. It smells like poop too, but there's like a, a bit of coffee ground smell in there. That's, Girl, that's like, like, like the bizarro wine. version of civet. civet yes, cat well, civets. Coffee. Yeah, civets in perfume. You know, it's a base mm-hmm. note. That's interesting. So yeah, I also like people always told me I should be the person that like designs, does perfumes because I can pick out all the smells of different things. And like people get like I can smell shit like weeks before other people can. Like I work in a restaurant and sometimes I'll like walk by something. I'm like, something smells funny. There's something rotten somewhere. And everyone's like, you're crazy. They'll look for everything. They can't find it. They're like, you're crazy, Emily. Like three weeks later, they'll find like a rotten piece of meat there. Mm -hmm. Like all the way back then. I also like have some like a level of like precognitive smell. Yes. Like, like I can smell something on someone's breath before they've eaten it, but they're about yes. to eat it <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I also, one time I was driving to a, like, up to a friend's house and it was the first time I was going to their house. So when I got close to their neighborhood, like I knew I was close, but I wasn't sure exactly where they were. So I called and like when I, as soon as they got on the phone, I could smell like dryer sheets. And I was like, are you doing laundry? They're like, still several blocks away. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? So I have like some weird kind of thing with the smell. Um, but yeah, that is interesting though about like what you were saying with the R- RH negative and the. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean I, really. Sorry. 
No, carry on, Jerry. I was going to say, I look at that as more of, uh, I, I would say, I would suggest to you that that your psychicness is getting your attention with smell. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's tied yeah. in, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one last thing I wanted to add before I forget. The, when you were talking about smell bringing up memories and things like that, and as far as programming goes, my first thought on all that was, wow, how could we incorporate that into like sigils and magic? <laughs> Which is probably the opposite of what you thought. Um, but, no, but, I, but I think they do that. I know, I, think I know. I, oh, you know what? And I, I, when we were talking about something during the main show about dreams, I thought I should share this story with you guys. And because you just thought, uh, brought up sigils and programming and stuff like this, maybe this is a good time. I had this weird thing happen. It was um, like maybe back, back in the spring. Um, and I, this was sort of how I figured out how they do some of this, um, uh, whatever they're kind of programming they might do while you're sleeping or some of this driving your consciousness out of your body for, uh, you know, whatever different kinds of things. I, I um, was just falling asleep. I was, you know, just in that phase where I'm falling asleep. And whatever I was looking at, like in the dream or whatever I was sort of seeing, um, it looked like the Facebook screen, right? But the only difference was instead of it being like a white background, it was a black background. And you know how on the Facebook screen, like over on the right, you can see like what, it, actually they've changed it in the way they've updated it. But for a while, at least back in the spring, you could see like on the right-hand side, it would say, uh, Jerry Ablin just commented on so-and-so's post, blah, 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 right? Like not your notifications, but like the thing, there was like a thing on the right side that would sort of tell you what other people were doing. And I never so saw I could, that, but yeah. Okay, it was like yeah, it was for a while on the one that was on Safari. Like it seems to be different on. It was that way when I was still on Facebook. I totally know what you're talking about. Okay, okay. So I was so I was looking over there, and like what was basically happening is like you and when it was over there, your this the person's symbol. You could see their little picture, their little avatar, right? Right. So I was looking in the dream, or like it was one of those kinds of dreams you have when you're just drifting off to sleep, right? So it, like I was looking straight on at the computer and in that thing over on the side, there was something trying to get my attention and it was in the little sig in the little avatar thing, there was a rabbit, right? Like a little, like a, like a, like a white rabbit kind of character or like the rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. It almost looked like that. Right. And so everything kept telling me not to look at the rabbit straight, straight on, but I couldn't <laughs> help it. It was like drawing character, right? And as soon as this would happen, as soon as I looked, as soon as I like locked eyes on that on the on the rabbit, like I started feeling myself move, like travel forward and oh, and the rabbit like pulled back and turned into the symbol of the flower of life, right? And started spinning. And as it was spinning, I could feel myself coming out of my body. And I, I realized what was happening. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And all of a sudden, I was back in my body and awake. Holy so, shit, Emily. How many times has that happened to me in my sleep without me being aware of it? And think that of all is incredible. Yeah. So, so it was basically like, so at first, I was just thinking about the rabbit and the, the sacred geometry symbol. And I was talking about it with another friend. They're like, no, wait a second. Look at how many things you had to go through. You were looking at Facebook. There was the thing over on the right. It was trying to get your attention. You were resisting it. It got your attention. You looked. There was the locking of the eyes. The rabbit moved back. After the rabbit moved back, the, sim the avatar turned to the flower of life. Flower of life started spinning, and then you started going. Like, it was a whole series of things. Like, you know, when they talk about how they used to, like, trigger the assassins, they would, like, call them, and there'd be a series of words, and the color blue, and this and that. So there was all of these different things, and somehow I, I, I just, I caught it. 
And it was like, wow, that was like a huge, um, like a kind of a huge breakthrough for me. And it was funny because it came a day after I'd had like another sort of vision memory kind of thing. And it's, uh, sometimes they come like in clusters like that, but that yes. was one of the most interesting revelations I've had during this whole like journey through uh, finding this was that they, you know, and I've always been very interested in geometry, particularly because of the experiences I had in the psychedelic state with the different geometric landscapes and the sacred geometry and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things I've learned is that the, they, how they lay down a lot of the programming is they lay it down in the chakra points using sacred geometry. Yes. And, and they, it, like, it's it literally, the programming isn't all, not all of the programs are stored in your mind. Some of them are stored in the chakra points. They're like, uh, they're like other hard drives. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That is incredible. That was perfect for Nox Mente. I mean, it's great that it's in this show, but yeah. that is unbelievable. Yeah. And so really, I mean, it's just like, it could be, it's completely a programming experience and that your friend was able to break that down too. Yeah. And, what, it, and how, and how many people use Facebook and aren't aware that mind, mind control programming exists and literally Facebook in reality can just be a portal for what it's being used for in the night space. Right. Oh, oh yeah, totally. This is why I'm not on it anymore. I'm, I'm just so, I'm so, le- I'm actually leery. You know, it's my rebel gene and that's ties into how I like to sleep too, is I'm super cautious. It, it, I'm shy towards i'm not shy like emotionally i'm not shy you can tell i'm not shy shy in the in the common syntax but i'm shy of stuff that seems you know i should be leery of really from a gut instinct from an instinctual level and um and all of this is making me more shy the 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 social media the name social media alone yeah gives me like the ajada in my gut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, <laughs> had, I had another weird thing happen with Facebook, like in a dream. And this was like what seemed more like a normal dream at the time. But then after I had this other one, it made me wonder, like I had a dream that, um, okay. So I had a dream that I was like in this like big mall, like in Texas. It was like in Austin, but not a mall. I remember from Austin. And I was like looking, I was trying to meet up with my friend, this girl, Leslie, that I used to be friends with in Austin. Right like trying to meet up with her and looking for her and whatever. And I finally found her in this store that like looked like Sephora, but it wasn't makeup. It was like jewelry. And she was, she was missing a tooth. She was like, she was missing a tooth. It was like really weird. Right. And then the next day I was on Facebook. And when I first scrolled what came up in the th- in the feed was that thank God I finally she was less there was a post from her it said thank God I finally got my tooth fixed, and on the right side where the ads are there was an ad for this store called Pandora which is like a jewelry store that is owned by the same people as Sephora. Oh my God! Right? Wow. So like it was so weird. I was like, that's, that's, you know what I mean? That like that's like that's super super duper weird. But um, that was the that was like maybe like a year, a year and a half before I had that other one. Um, and at the time, I just thought that was weird. But it makes me wonder, like, how, like, you know, how hooked into Facebook are we really? Is Facebook, like, is it, is it actually already completely invaded our content? I think it's the whole point is eventually we're not going to have to look at our computer to be on Facebook. And I was experiencing a little bit of that. 
Well, this is this is this is something I'm I'm deeply interested in, and in a way, part of how Nox Mente started. Um, whereas I'm not on Facebook, but I am obviously online, and I think this all ties into the coming. And I don't care what anyone says. I think five G has been getting rolled out for a minute at yes. least, yes. and um, and they're telling us now. They're letting us know. Yep. And so those kinds of experiences I was having a while back, and. Um, and and yes, to your question, that you, to your like rhetorical question, really, um, I think it's t- I think it's all tied in, and and that's the kind of stuff I'm looking for. You're, you're having a dream, and then this shit pops up in what's considered reality through the internet, through right. veins of the internet, like Facebook and social media. That's significant. Also, don't you think it's weird that? The symbol for Twitter is a bluebird. And yes. Real mind control yes. with Project Bluebird. Yes. All of the social media stuff, they all have the face, like Facebook and Twitter and stuff. They all have this that blue, blue color. Mm-hmm. The blue that's on Twitter is the closest one to what I would say. Like it's like the same blue as like the Bluetooth light, and like um uh like what what I am like blue laser light. Like what I imagine like the Project Bluebeam is sort of really all about and whatever. But I, how? Why, why do we have a bluebird on Twitter? And I think it's so interesting how, like, the uh, with Twitter, you're limited to a certain number of characters. Right. right. And, like, I wonder, like, if you look into the description of what Project Bluebird is, and I, like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to exactly quote it, but, like, or maybe I'll just, like, briefly pull it up. But it's basically about, you know. Jerry's uh, on it, I can tell. Right. It's basically about, you know, creating amnesia, Right. And so look at the way people like function on Twitter, right? Like the way it is, like it almost like Twitter creates a reality that makes you actually forget what's really going on, right? Look at the way the president uses Twitter to to communicate. Look at the way, I mean, some people just, like Twitter is a whole other like existence. It's like different than Facebook, but like, you know what I mean? Like it it actually creates memes in a faster way than Facebook does. Oh yeah. It's more direct for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So like if you. Bluebird's more like, well, from what I recall, Bluebird is more like what went on at allegedly at Montauk. No, Bluebird. Colin Ross. Hold on a second. Let me they, just. They implant new identities. Amnesia barriers yes. are created. Yeah, well, that, that's what. Yeah, that's talking. it. That's exactly the definition, yeah. right? So think about that. Think Now think about that in relation to Twitter, right? Plant new identities, right? Think about how oh, many like, accounts there are there or how many t- how, how people act in a different way on Twitter than they act in real life. So right? just people in social this, media in general. Right? Not right. And then like with Twitter, like it's whatever the hot trending thing is that day or that week. And then people basically like forget about what happened the week before the month, before, even if it was a huge thing. Like look at how big of a deal Pizzagate was and like how sort of it's not talked about now. Right. Whatever. For, uh, right. Push, pushing aside whatever you think about it or whatever. Right. Think about like all of the different dra- dramas and things like that have been created on Twitter and the, like it's a big deal for like a week and then it's gone. Is this an experiment in seeing how quickly they can get people to forget about things that are important or how, how they can get people to, you know, think that like the person that they're seeing online is the real person. It's like, when it's really like a created identity, like this is, I mean, this could be a massive, a massive application of Bluebird. Or it's a giant publicity generation machine. That too. I mean, like that. But I, what's I think the that, difference, though, with that? So when we talk about publicity, what are we talking about? 
Well, I think you're that's how a lot of this shit is going to be. <laughs> like, people are willing to just to say, oh, well, that's just part of advertising or marketing. And when you think about, when you talk to like a general person, a normal person who isn't aware of all the things we're aware of, when you mention mind control, they think, oh, yeah, like they do that in advertising. That's kind of like the way it's like sanitized or explained away. And same with the thing that you're saying about publicity. But I really think that like... I was just offering an alternative. I don't have... A, you know, I I, yeah, agree. Yeah. I think there's something even more nefarious and deeper than that going on. And All right, let's hear it. Well, I don't know what it is, but it, it happened. It happened because of this election. And it happened to my father. That's how I know. Uh, my dad is a quiet, quiet dude. He never yells or raises his voice. He won't even... Well, now he says fuck. But he, I mean, he would never say <laughs> fuck out loud, right? <laughs> And now every day he's screaming, screaming uppercase at Trump and about Trump mm-hmm. and anti-Trump shit on Facebook daily, which he never used to post anything about, about nothing. Right. You know, but he's gotten um, rabid over this. Yeah. And if you even bring it up, you can see his blood pressure go up and he gets all... He yeah. changes when you incite that thought in his head. So it created a new version of your father. No, it programmed him somehow. Right. And it, not just him, yeah. all these other people who get triggered. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what it is. It's from, it's, from C, it's from CNN or MSNBC. It's one of those two who did it. Yeah. Or, or the Times or the Washington Post are all four. Because that's, right. those are the media centers my parents, you know, yeah. go, go to for news. So sure. something in those stories, whatever, and I'm not saying these people are complicit. I'm just saying whatever... That combination of information that he intook and other people, or ingested rather, turned uh, them into like it's Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they believe that there's Russian collusion. You know, it's so right. Isn't it funny how like the, like how much people who like in all other aspects of their life are completely intelligent and have good common sense, <laughs> they're sitting here buying something that there has been zero proof offered for, zero evidence, zero proof. You know what I mean? Like when these same people, like you can go to them and they think you're crazy for some of these conspiracy things, but you could actually offer them volumes and volumes and volumes of evidence and they're not interested, but they'll buy this story that has no proof at all. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Look at the Christians. Right. (laughs) Right. Religion and politics. They kind of are, you know, they're lovers. Well, politics is really, I think government is the most dangerous religion out there. Absolutely. It's a cult for sure. It's a cult. I mean, like, you know, Sorry. Yeah. Do you yeah, guys ever totally. you guys know who Larkin Rose is? Yeah. And he wrote that book, The Most Dangerous Superstition, about government, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole, I mean, whether, so obviously we know about how if you break down the word government with its Latin roots, it means to steer the mind, right? Guberno is to steer, mentis is the mind, steer the mind. But that aside, some people will say, oh, but that's not what the Greek word means, and whatever. But so, you know, but there's no, there's no doubt that, <laughs> that government seeks to control the minds of those who believe in its authority, right? Which is the exact same thing that the church does. It's no different. And I guarantee you that religion and government were brought to us by the same people. You know what I mean? And, and well, I religion think religion was a form of government. Yeah. Oh, government. definitely for a yeah. long time. Yeah. And, you know, and there's yeah. people out there who like, and I like that Larkin Rose says this, he says, that you can you can be an anarchist without being an atheist, but you can't be an atheist unless you're an anarchist, right? And think about how many people there are who are, say they're atheists, but they are completely like completely believe in the authority of government. 
right? Like, yes. Oh my God. I'm so confused by all that. (laughs) Yeah. So like, it's very, like, they don't believe in in God, but they believe in this like imaginary God called government where they just write things on paper and that makes it so. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. It's the holy, holy, it's the law. And, and yeah, it's unbelievable to me that there's a separation in some souls that feel that way. I can't, it actually makes me on a short circuit trying to comprehend it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The, the Clive and Bundy guy got released from jail yesterday. Yeah. And he made a, a small speech or talk, whatever you want to call it in I don't know where they were in a small room with very few reporters. I think it was at the prison. Anyway, it's, it's really interesting. You should listen to it. It's very passionate, very heartfelt and very true. Yeah. And, uh, he's right in a lot of ways. And you know, you you hear this guy talking, all you can think of is like, God, we've lost, we've lost the government. We've got to take it back. Yeah. And at this point, I just think we need to walk away from it. I don't think it's a question of taking it back. Like, I'm not interested. I'm, yeah, I'm more right. anarchist than that. Yeah. I think like, I think the right thing for us to do is just turn around, like, shun it, turn around, walk away, laugh at it kind of thing. Um, but no, I think actually like a small amount of writing wrongs was done with the, the release of the, the, yeah, and the definitely. dropping of the charges. I mean, I don't, necessarily agree with all of the methods they chose to fight their battle because i think they actually brought a lot more problems on them especially the, the, the carry out the way they carried out the thing in oregon I didn't follow it i have no idea what happened i know i, know I did because i'm up here it was like it was local news up here yeah, but so like, i know, I know I the basics i just was weren't talking i mean about i'm kind of like not into the whole like patriot thing and all that kind of stuff but like you know the point the, the point the man has the point that Clive and Bundy and his family has I agree with and and um I actually think that like it's quite incredible the way that they stood up and they weren't willing to take any deals or whatever and in the end the right thing happened um so like there was a uh, you know a wrong a, pr- a pretty good big wrong righted through this and and um, I think it's very interesting with how much Negative attention was given to them by the media. No, the, none of the media is reporting on this. It's like on the very back page of the New York Times. It's right. you know, gotten little tiny clips and neg- you know whatever. Like this is a actually like a huge. I mean, if people these people had the balls to stand up, and I totally respect that. And if more people had those kinds of balls, then it, it, we'd be in a different kind of situation. Exactly. But that man's got some huge cojones, and I have respect for him. And yeah. step and stepping back. Uh, I can see that the Oprah shit came out to distract from that and whatever else was going on yesterday. The whole Israel bombing Syria thing that got brushed under the rug yesterday. The Russia fighting off drone armies in Tartarus? 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, like, I want to say... Well, there's always... There's always, so if you, the same person I told you about with that dream video, um, Melissa Melton, the truth stream media people, like a couple of years ago, she had this great video where she had done all this correlation to show that basically every time there was one of these like mass shootings or false flag kind of events, there was also a war crime being committed that same day somewhere else in the world that was not getting any coverage because of that. Right. And you know uh, what I mean? yesterday so, yeah. and today they were voting on and uh, they were debating and voting on that, um, like Section 702 thing from the FISA bill. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole spying, the whole, yeah. the, the spying on people is being continued, basically. The whole NSA, Edwards. Yeah, they're not going to stop it, and they're expanding it. And that, yeah. Got, yeah, that got voted on today. Well, the, these things that come out, I think, are distraction from that. 
Right, like the Oprah thing. Everyone on Twitter's bitching about Oprah, but nobody's bitching about the, the day of the, the, the day of the Boston bombing. Yeah, the day of the Boston bombing. Boston the Congress, bomb. the Boston smoke bomb, right? A firecracker incident. I like that, but that one's my favorite. The Boston firecracker incident. It was a DHS or DEA drill, right? It was all sort. There was all. There was a bunch of stuff going on there, mm-hmm. but not. But but mostly just. But nothing what they say, right? Right. But that same day, so the part of like the. Dodd Franklin thing that had happened after the financial crackdown, where basically it said that the Congress could not do insider trading, it could not take, do insider tip trading anymore. That was changed the day of the Boston firecracker incident, <laughs> right? They repealed that or they undid that. They passed something that basically undid that, and uh, it, so that that was what was happening. You know what I mean? So nobody, most people aren't even, at this point still aren't even aware of that. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's always all of these things are distractions. Um, I actually even think that like, and call me crazy for this one, but I think the whole creation of the Black Lives Matter movement and calling it BLM oh, yeah. was t- was happened so that when people searched BLM, they'd find Black Lives Matter and not find out about how the BLM was stealing land from people. Yeah, exactly. that that is so yeah. that is switching bait <laughs> switch. Yeah, well, for sure. It's- Okay. Well, they both started in 2014. The, like the Bundy thing start happened in 2014, right. and that's when the Black Lives Matter thing started. Right. And the thing, the more, moreover, though, it's Google's algorithms and their yeah. their ranking code that was going to set where that is. So unless but people know that now, people know that, and so mm-hmm. if you create mm-hmm. another movement with the initials BLM, that you know what I mean, you can disguise something else behind that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just think about it. Not conspiracy wise, I can see how it can happen too, because those are more current. BLM is more current for Black Lives Matter than it is for Bureau of Land Management. Right. So, in Google's algorithms, they might. But people weren't really them. aware of BLM until the thing happened with the Bundys. And then just a few months later, the Black Lives Matter thing started up. So, that doesn't seem that coincidental to me. But it, Black yeah. Lives Matter was. Okay. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm not saying yeah. I know. I'm just yeah, yeah. I, I'm being yeah. devil's advocate because the hashtag was originally Black Lives Matter, and I see a lot of lazy fucks saying, "Oh, I don't want to type that out." Just do BLM. It could be that. Yeah, th- I mean, it this could. is the awesome part about it, though, is that look at the net result of whatever happened. Right? I don't think it was orchestrated. Is what I'm saying. Right. Well, and then another. There's another one of these also. So the all other these one- things came together to produce that result of obfuscating the. Right. It, could, it, it yeah. could just be that, you know, I mean, it, but it also could be that if we're in kind of some kind of simulation, that's sort of the way it works. Right. Like that's the way the system works. Like, look at oh, the, yeah. look at how, look how crazy it is that within exactly just like how few, the system works. like a week or two of each other, we had um, Hurricane Harvey, the shooting at the Harvest Festival and the Harvey Weinstein incident. How yeah, is it I mean, really, had, how is it that we had Hurricane Sandy immediately followed by Sandy Hook and the Hurricane Sandy made a hook, sh- uh, yes. a hook shape? Yes. So if, the, if the if the simulation or the, or the whatever we're in is programmed to have some kind of a thing occur around that word, that name, that something, that code, because that's how things are programmed. And like something is riffing or something is not going exactly right. Then multiple things will kind of pop up that are meant that are like kind of trying to accomplish that same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What Um, if, what what if though, this is the way I kind of think about it exactly like that. The system, you know, there's a, there's an overall system, right. That runs the container, as you call it, the construct, whatever that has some form of sentience like the human collective has some form of sentience, yeah. right? And it's 
it's running the system and maybe it, what if what if it's trying to tell us things what if it's becoming precognitive itself sure yeah you know and, and it's expressing it in that manner you know i i think that's entirely possible you know what i mean i also think that like us becoming aware of it is whatever so if something is programmed to happen and then there's these characters that are involved in carrying it out mm -hmm. but we as as sentient human beings are becoming aware that some of these things are happening it's getting harder for them to carry out the task that they're programmed to do so they're having to attempt it in multiple ways to see which one works kind of thing so i think there's some of that going on Another version of what I was talking about is, um, and this is also related to the Boston Firecracker incident. So it was the, I can't remember the name of the contractor company that was there, the, mm, that was, they were there with all the hats and the khaki pants. It was the, oh, the company. Oh, G4S. No, not G4S. It's the one that Chris Kyle was, like they wore the destroyer hat. It was Chris Kyle's company. It was called. The Dynecourt Black. No, no, it's called, um, if you say it, I'll know it right away. Chris Kyle's Military Contracting Company, if you look, search that. I can't remember what it, what it was it called. It was called, uh, you bringing it up? Um, so they were there. <laughs> like When the thing happened, there was people immediately who recognized that there was all these people there that were wearing the hat and the uniform of that company. And there was starting to be a lot of attention paid to that. And then all of a sudden came the thing where, Chris Kyle put out a book saying he punched Jesse Ventura in a bar, and then all of a sudden they were making oh, a movie. Yes. All of a sudden they were making a movie about Chris Kyle being like the biggest sniper in the history of the United States. Yes. And I actually think that all those things happened to distract from the fact that his company was it was involved in this whole thing at the Boston Firecracker incident. Because when you go now look up Chris Kyle or his company, instead of seeing things about the Boston Firecracker incident, you'd see the thing about Vince Jesse Ventura. You'd see about the movie yes. American Sniper. Oh, man. Wikipedia has no mention of him starting a company. Oh, it's like it's, it's out of Texas. That's interesting. It, it might have even been totally erased. So it was it, 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 they have the Punisher on their hat, and it was called. I'll remember it as soon as we're off. Like I can't remember the name of it right I now. I see but his hat like, right here with the Punisher logo. Yeah, share screen, Jerry. I'm doing it. You don't have to say it. All you got to do is think it. I know. I know. It's totally right. Okay, so the, the you okay, so yeah. So what, what he had it was it was like a. I can't, okay, so like, I'll find I can't, it. I'll find if you went and looked at like Alex Jones's uh, like uh, articles from that firecracker incident, like it would have the name in there. Also, uh, if you look at like Dave McGowan, some of the people who did some of the good research on it, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who did a lot of the um, videos, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, let's see, Craft International. That's it, Craft International. Craft International. Oh yeah, they're gone, aren't they? gone yeah but it's funny how all this stuff about chris kyle popped up after those people that was recognized the fire see that's the pictures from the firecracker incident right there right there on the ground mm -hmm. there see mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, well, um, g4s was implicated in orlando i mean g4s is yeah. all over vegas all Ve over everything yeah. vegas is fucked beyond belief and nobody's saying anything about it but um today or yesterday the police now have announced that they've got no video of paddock bringing guns to that room Oh. Of course, of course, they, of course they do. Right? Of course, they, like there's no video of anything. There's no like all. Like, how is it that like on the cop the whatever the I'm thing? I'm sorry, the, the FBI said that, not the cops. Right. The FBI what about, said that. 
they also say that there was no shooters anywhere else, even though you can hear on the scanner, police scanners coming in, there's a shots at the Bellagio, there's shots at the Aria, there's shots here, there's shots. Everybody's just hallucinating that there's shots all over Las Vegas, even when they don't know yet that there's been a shooting at. Yeah. Uh, no, it, no, that's not true. There were shots elsewhere. It's proven. I know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah there's a guy, Jake. Jake Morfonios, have you? Yeah, you, yeah he's oh, great. Yeah, right. But right. The, the police and the FBI are still saying that there was no other shooter besides anywhere in Las Vegas that night besides Stephen Paddock, right? I, like, even though they're on Rick on record saying there is, yeah, I know. Right. Like it's the whole. I mean, the, Las Vegas is a was a, a mess of monumental proportion. Yeah, but what right? happened like, is uh, it doesn't matter what happened anymore. But I want to know. You know. Yeah, I want to know. I mean, I, I want to know, too, but it's look how quickly everybody's moved on from that, though. Right. This was the biggest, messiest, sloppy one yet. And I thought for sure this is going to be the one to wake up some people. And initially it did. It did wake up some people that don't normally pay attention to this. But then like, through the Twitter universe, they've already created amnesia and people are on to something else. You know. <clears throat> I know it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the water Morfonio. dreams. What? Jake Morfonios is uh, his. He's great. great. Like, yeah. Did you watch Jason Goodman? Uh, Crowdsourced the have, truth. Like my stomach turn. He makes my stomach turn. But some of the like you know, but like and, and while there's lots of problems with Quinn Michaels, I think some of the things he has to say are right on. Um, yeah, both. So Jason Goodman makes my stomach turn. There's something wrong with him. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I know he's done some stuff on Vegas too. I, I just, it's really struggled for me to watch him or listen to him. I've never, okay. I've never, I, I, I like him. Um, I didn't at first, I had that same feeling, but then I started watching I like, more. And you, you know, I, I like him more now than I did at the beginning, but I still can't let it go. His cheesy jokes. I think that's part of it. Plus he's got this nebbish kid kind of thing going on. Like I was the teenager who got beat up as a kid, you know, I don't know. I see that <laughs> and it comes out in his work, but I, my point was I haven't heard him say anything uh, wrong or unfactual. He just interviews people who bring this information forward. But there's something about him that doesn't, I don't know, man, my intuitive, like, like it was weird how like he just basically showed up out of nowhere, like went on the little like adventure with George Webb and then spun his own thing off of it. And like, I don't know, man, like there's something weird. There's something, something isn't kosher at the deli over there, but. Right. Well, there's this whole there's a whole group of people who say that he's Mossad and George Webb's Mossad and that there this is all a LARP and whatever, whatever. It's it's interesting. I don't care. It's like the Q and A. I, I, I agree. It's interesting. We have we ha we have to pay attention to these things because right. there's there's pieces. We all have a piece. We all have a piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? And even the like even some of the people. <laughs> we are the blockchain. Well, totally. <laughs> and also, like one of the things that. I, one of the most valuable lessons I've learned through like my whole journey through trying to look for truth and stuff like that is that it actually doesn't matter where information comes from if it's good information. And sometimes I've had to accept information from people who I actually can't stand because they're giving at that moment better information than people I'd prefer to hear it from. You know, and so good information will stand on its own and sometimes the messenger is not going to be your favorite one. So I pay attention to people I like, people I dislike, people I agree with, people I disagree with. And sometimes the most important data nuggets come from sources that I would have wished, different sources than I would have wished they come from, but I can't deny that they come from them. So, yeah. Well, you know what I found is that in when I'm in data collection mode, like you're describing, right, you get to a point where you're full and you stop and you just like take a few days off, right? In that time, something happens. All that shit is sorted out. And when you need to yep. come up with an explanation for something, boom, you can pull all the yep. relevant pieces out of all that 
that that database. You have like a file, like a, a cross file, you know, where your your files are basically cross-referencing each other yeah. and putting like pulling together dis seemingly disparate data points, but making a connection. And that's what like that's actually what I do. Like you know, I have a very good memory, so I have a lot of things stored up here, and I've taken in probably more information than any single person should. But my brain is constantly way. doing that. Jerry is totally that way. Sometimes I put together things that like seemingly have no rational relevance at all to each other. But it's the little piece you need to make that the other piece make sense. And mm. um, yeah, I mean, we have to be very like you have each person who's involved in trying to understand this reality has to develop their own filter, their own discernment system. And, it, it, you know, it doesn't mean like you're right all the time or anything like that. But if you hone it in the right way, you'll get to this spot where you find the kind of the answer that's right for you and the amount of, of stuff that you need to know and and whatever. And you can refine it to the point where you don't even have to take in as much information anymore. And as soon as you see certain kinds of information, you, you know what to do. turn it off right away or start. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. No, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, it's, it was that whole, I don't want to say Socratic method, but that whole critical thinking path that led me <clears throat> into looking at space more closely. And also, uh, uh, when Crow, Crow found the lunar wave, mm -hmm. I found that fascinating because that kind of jived with my whole virtual reality sky 4D immersive hologram thing. Yeah. And um, I still, I, I, my, I, I found a pattern to it, by the way. All right, let's hear it. Uh, it's when the moon ascension angle changes. Um, it kind of goes in a wobble, right, in a sine wave. And at some point... Mm -hmm. it, when it goes between waxing and waning and some points in between, you know, like at the full moon, the angle of ascension and, and declination change by a smaller fraction, a smaller increment than they do when it's in its normal phase. So it goes into this phase where it's moving five to six degrees, this angle, five to six degrees a day, and then it slows down. Where it I wonder... And it slows I wonder down if and that speeds back up. So it's during those three that three day period is when the lunar waves happen. Well, there's also, and I can't remember whose information this is from, but I think it maybe even maybe even Crow talked about it at some point, or someone, or maybe James Alfred, who did a lot of the construction of Hattie Bubba's show. They were talking about how like part of the purpose of the lunar cycle was that there's a three-day period in each cycle where basically people's minds are wiped, people's memories are wiped, or, yeah, or people's mind, yes, yes. mind gets reset. So I wonder if that little space you're talking about is 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 the same as that. That's when that's when the lunar waves have been observed, and I have not gone back to check all of them because nobody has documented time and date and everything. What I and did, then also look at wait, look wait. at like good. Yeah, I found one more thing too that correlates with all this. Not everybody sees the wave at the same time. If it doesn't happen, if it, like in, in time zones, like the last one was caught in Pacific time at 1030, right? I was filming at 1030 Eastern and I didn't see it. But three, well, hours, it three hours later, it happened over California. Huh. And, and so you wouldn't be able to see it at 130 in the morning your time because that's the same as 1030 Pacific time? Correct. Because the moon had already set. Had set. Okay. So that's interesting. So also, if you go and look into some of the information uh, 
I think it's in some of Fritz Springmeier's books, and he's talking about the whole thing with Aleister Crowley and the creation of a moon child, which is what a lot of like mm. the mind control yeah. programming is based on. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like my uh, both my astrological markers and just other things about my life fit that com- like almost exactly. You're there the is moon child or you're crawling. Uh, like that, that <laughs> 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 you got it. Um, you know, so, but they, they were trying to, I, I, I often wonder if they were intentionally trying to create these kinds of children to use and whatever that would have this, that would be easy to uh, reset their mind or mind wipe certain things at a certain point of every month. Right. Like, and it, it, you know, if, yes. if the moon is part of that, you know, part of that. That seems um, like a real pain in the ass, to be honest. To have to, it's a, it's a, everything's yeah. a real pain in the ass, but. Um, you know, if, if you know that a certain kind of like energy is coming in because of something, mm-hmm. right? Because of, like, if that wave creates a certain kind of energy that makes that period of time you able to use somebody for something and then they won't remember it or you be able to do something. It, it's, I mean, it, you know, there's no, strangers. Yeah. It's like a servitor, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, that's really wild. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah. So it could be a lot of things too. It could be all these things. It could be. You know, my, my initial thought was that it's course correction, but it's the the orbit, you know, obviously the moon doesn't belong where it is or, you know, it's fucking, right. it's not right, right? We know the moon's not right. So in order to keep the appearance of being right, it does that lunar wave every cycle. Have you ever seen, sure. have you ever had, like, sometimes uh, I talk to my friend Mio when I'm driving home from work, sometimes we'll, like, watch the moon and talk about it. And, like, sometimes it literally looks like the moon is falling out of the sky where you'll get these times where, like, the moon is full, but then all of a sudden it looks like a lemon shape or something like that. Like, the wee moon does some weird stuff if you really watch it. One night, like, I watched the moon, like, literally drop back below the tree level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Like, it's falling out of the sky. Like, what is going on? It's like it's uh, being thrown over the plane. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it. it. it looks Have you ever looked at it? Wow. No, I see it looking wobbly, like like yeah. a jelly ball kind of thing. Yeah. And have you ever looked at it where, like, there's – sometimes there's, like, a lot of, like, mist or clouds or different mm-hmm. things around it. And if you look at it out of the corner of the eye, it almost looks for a second like it could have rings. Like, it almost looks like Jupiter or, or Saturn or something. Just like – I remember I had one night where – because sometimes when you're driving on a freeway that's, like, when it's right in front of you, you can get, like, a really good look at it for a long time. And, like, literally I was driving and looking at the moon and, like – for a second, I, I kept looking at it. I kept thinking for a second, it looked like it had rings. And I looked back, and it didn't. And I, like I remember that night, I went, I went to an, a party, like an underground party, and it was like the weirdest night ever. It was like I was in some sort of like interdimensional zoo or something <laughs> like that. And oh, I, felt, I almost felt like the tone <laughs> for that was set from what I noticed with the moon. Like, it was really weird. Like it was like like bizarre. It was like I felt like I was at the zoo, and it was weird. It was a party. It was a recurring party that I go to all the time. But I didn't see anybody there that I knew that night except for one guy. And the one guy that I saw, he used to throw a party called Animal Club, right? So I, I was like, that's the, <laughs> the only person I saw I knew was a guy who threw a party called Animal Club. But the weird thing, the weirdest thing that was happening at this party was there's two things. It was in an industrial building that was right across the street from a residential neighborhood. So when I parked, I was like parked in front of a house and like the parties across the street. And I was like, how is this working? Because part of the deal with having parties is you want to have them in places where like there's not going to be noise complaints. It was so loud in the party and houses and people sleeping right across the street. And there was no, no problem. Like nobody called the police or anything like that. And the other thing that was weird is I like came outside during the night to get some fresh air. And it was like raining a little bit, but I was noticing, like, I was standing outside. It seemed to only be raining on me, 
Like I was looking at other people, <laughs> you know, like in the cartoons when it would just be like raining. Yes. On one person. <laughs> so like, these are the weird experiences I was having. And I, it, it was so, but it, like, I don't know, there was something I felt like I had like slipped into a crack, like a crack in something, you know what I mean? And I was like in some sort of like strange space where like, there is no, like on one side of the street was like one reality and the other side of the street was the other, another reality. It was very bizarre. And I felt like it all started with that thing with the moon. Yeah. It probably was the eclipse. So. <laughs> <laughs> it probably you, was. Should, there should, is before should. and after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I had I'm getting more, sleepy. Yeah. I have one more question. Um, yeah. My question last ending, ending thing. Uh, predictions. What do you think is going to happen? Is anything going to happen this year? Oh, yes. <laughs> Like I, I've gotten to the point where like we've been waiting for so many things to happen for so long that like yeah, I know I, predictions become kind of ridiculous. Right. However. Like I, 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 like, I it, don't it, mean like you know psychic predictions. I'm saying what do you what do you think's gonna you think not, it's gonna be another year nothing burgers? I yeah. th- well, I think it. And so I think like yeah, like on a I think it's gonna be. A, like, I think publicly and on a massive scale, like we're gonna see a lot of nothing burgers. But I think like there's a potential for individuals to make great changes in their, their self and their trajectory and their own sort of individual realities. I think if people are like, and this is one of the things that concerns me with a lot of things like in the truth movement, especially with like all this QAnon stuff going on and whatever, that people get so worried about that, that they like need for some, there to be this like massive public change before they are going to like feel like their life is any better or they can make changes in their life. Uh-huh. I think it's a yeah. huge distraction and a huge waste of time. And I feel like it, it, people put the same amount of energy into like changing themselves and bringing themselves their, their walk in line with their talk and bringing mm-hmm. them their, their self here into alignment with their highest self. If the same amount of energy was put on that, then we wouldn't have some of these problems that require massive ch- kind of whatever. Right. So I think that like, uh, this whole thing, I mean, you, we've seen this before with like lots of distractions and all of this like savior programming. And I like Catherine sure. Austin Fitz's, Catherine the Austin Fitz's calling this QAnon thing, the hope porn. Yeah, I love that. I like That's that perfect. Too. Yeah. I and, love and, her. And, but it's like and, Benjamin Fulford 2.0. Really? Yeah. And Nassara or the cabal is going to be arrested mm-hmm. or all that kind of stuff, or there's going to be disclosure. Like there's not going to be this. Dis- stop. Like, it's crap. It is crap. But, would you but, even believe anything they said at this point anyway, if they did disclose? Like right. I would. No. Yeah. It would yeah. So But these people, yeah. the, the problem is the crossing of these truth communities. You've got these people following QAnon who are also following the sphere lines. <laughs> right. Of course. You know, so <laughs> no, I, mean, that like, had, I was hoping you'd bring that up at some point. Those are my favorite. Like that, that's, that, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like, and we have certain personalities that are being pushed forward massively who are touting those, both of those material. Mm-hmm. And there's this like funny crossover between the QAnon material and that, and like Robert David Steele. And we, I don't know. The whole yes. thing is like, it just doesn't stop it. Just stop it. Like there's not going to be like, and why, like why, if you know something and you are experiencing something, why do you need somebody else to say it's true to justify that that is something you, you understand? Like there's already, you know, like, like the only disclosure that's ever going to come that's going to mean anything for you is the one from you. You're right. Like I don't, at this oh, point, yeah, if the yeah. government told me anything was happening, I'd think the opposite was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So totally. I don't understand why people who completely say they distrust the government are hoping that they're looking for them to tell them or yeah. quote yeah, you the so bible stupid. right yeah. it's so stupid 
It's, it, you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah, you know, so yeah, I like Captain Austin Fitz's the hope porn thing, but that was really good. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't agree with him about everything, but Daniel List was talking with Joseph Farrell about this the other day too. And Daniel List pointed out that like the, um, like the fear porn wasn't working anymore. And so they decided to switch to the hope porn. And I agree. Yeah, people yeah. fatigued of fear. Like people have, like people are fatigued of the Alex Jones kind of nonsense and whatever. Right? And that every day, you know, there's collapse is going to come and the martial law is going to come and there's going to be oh a military. Oh my God. It's- right? so <laughs> people get tired of that. And so that kind of control wasn't working. People were breaking free from that. So now some people who had like really like broken a lot of their other programming have now fallen into this one really, really heavy. And there's a, you know, like I talk about, there's this thing called truther programming and we're watching it in action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Also yeah. two more things I thought of while you were talking about that. It's, it is uh, also an expression of the apocalypse. You're seeing the true colors of these people. It's, an, you know, yeah. it's truth being revealed to you. The exposure. And also yeah. the whole thing of switching from fear porn to hope porn is really the Disney monsters Inc. plot. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I find that more and more lately that's a plot background plot or can be applied to as a background plot for more and more conspiracy. It's well, just, I find that with a lot of Disney movies for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that could be one of the reasons Disney programming is so prevalent with youth because it gets in your head and spins this yarn or yeah, well, also, helps to anchor yarns in the future. Mickey Mouse ears are like satellite dishes on your oh, head, so it extra. opens you up to all sorts, all sorts of crazy ideas and broadcasts and five right, G right. and program Wi Fi, all that stuff for sure. Which is one yeah. thing I was going to mention too. When you said you know you close your eyes and then you get a scene, I usually have like a, a plate glass uh, window, like a huge window, and I'm looking out a window. That's how it mm-hmm. works for me. I've had, yeah, I've had that before too, and I know some people who always see it that way. Yeah, yeah, different things out there, but it clicks on. I'm like, wow, what's this? You know. Mm-hmm. that's yeah. very cool but are you picking up someone else's dream is it being broadcast right. those are all interesting things but anyway i don't want to keep you guys <clears throat> thank you so much for joining us well this was yeah, awesome this like- was i mean this was our longest both <laughs> both nox mente and post horus now this was awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah i really did. and it was so nice to meet you niche um yeah this was and, a pleasure yeah i know you're not on facebook or whatever but like get my email address from jerry or something hit me up sometime i'd love to chat with you you're very interesting um, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And right. yeah, Jerry, I was just going to say. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> Jerry, I'm glad that we got to reconnect because of, of that whole little experience with the group, like you were part of the people that kind of I met in that little thing. I liked you the most. So I was very glad when I, you know, like that was kind of like weird the way some of that kind of went down. You know what I mean? That was extremely weird the way that went Yeah. Down. And so I just kind of pulled away. Um, and <laughs> When I saw you pop up again at certain points commenting on Randy stuff and I just sort of hide, I said hi to you and I was glad that there was, you know, things were cool between us because I, I mean, there was no reason for them not to be. I've never done anything to anybody. No, you know what I, I, mean? so, I have no ill will towards anyone. Maybe that Ariana chick a little bit because it was her fault, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, like oblivious to all this. Yeah, I don't even really. Yeah, I'm sort of oblivious to it, too, because I but anyway, I was super glad when you asked me to come on the show. It was nice to reconnect with you. Oh, and yeah. I've been meaning to. Yeah. Chat more often anyway. And Definitely. Yeah. You, me, and Og were supposed to have a chat about space at one yeah. point. I, I haven't, I, yeah. Og and I don't really chat anymore. I, you know, like mm-hmm. a, we, every once in a while on Facebook, or I sent him a little note on his birthday or whatever. Um, I like Og very much as a person, but there's just like a, a little much going on. There. You know what I mean? I, 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 I know. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. 
I only wish him well. Like I really, I think he, and I, I'm sure at some point we'll be able to chat again and, and whatever. Um, but I only wish him well. And I, I really hope that he's able to find himself and the real himself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, right, guys. And anytime you want to talk, we can. And you should come on one of my hives when I have one sometime. If you're not busy on oh, a Friday sure. night. So, sometimes I, I work a lot, but sometimes I'm I, sometimes I'm available. And if you let me know ahead of time, I might be able to work it out and whatever. Right. And yeah, I look forward to speaking again with both of you. Thank you yeah. very much. This is yeah. awesome. All right. Take care. Good night, everyone. Good night. All right. Good night.